What's up, H-Town? Houston Holla Podcast here. Joey Wyatt with Lance Edwards on the road. Uh, this is becoming a theme. We're going to do on the road Tuesdays and Thursdays. Lance out there working hard with Sun Pro Solar to sell these guys some solar roofs, solar energy, save a lot of money. I'll let him get to you on that. But uh, today we're going to be talking about <laughs> today we're going to be talking about actually Corey Kluber through the sixth no hitter of the season. First 50 days of the season, six no-hitters. It's just absolutely insane. The the rate, you know, I feel like every day I turn the TV on and there's another no-hitter. You know, I think Corey Kluber is actually the first superstar or former superstar to throw one this year, so that's cool. And, you know, I turned the TV on last night. Oh, I was already watching baseball, so I flipped the channel. See, at on, on the bottom of the screen, breaking news, Corey Kluber, six no-hitter of the season, blah, blah, blah. And I just thought to myself, you know, man, these no-hitters are starting to lose their novelty, in my opinion. Six in the first 49 days of the season. The most ever in an entire season, go, going back to the modern baseball era, which is like 100 years now, uh, is six in an entire season. And that was in 1991. And before that, the total for no-hitters in a single season was five. So, you know, it's just there's been one, three, two, four. Five one three two four here and there every year, and this is the sixth one in the first fifty days of the season. And and I just, what do you think's going on here, Lance? Well, I have my own theories, right? All right. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I I just don't feel like in today's day and age, and, and I've actually seen this at the little league level. Um. Going way back. I I, I am going way back. I'm going way back. Okay. Um, We do teach our youth competition, right? And we teach them how to handle adversity, I think, better than maybe we did back when you and I were kids in the 90s. And, you know, learning the ropes, it was like, it was kind of like tough luck, right? Oh, well, get better. Stop sucking. But now it's like, hey, look, you tried your best, but you know what? They earned it. They, 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 obviously, they were doing their right things in practice, and they practiced a little harder while y'all may have been goofing off, and that's your lesson. And then kids are like, yeah, we don't like that. We want to win. We want the first-place trophy. You know, they don't – kids today, they don't, they don't want just the, the second-place and third-place ribbon in the participation trophy. They want it all. And it's generated through AAU baseball, select baseball, where there's like 17 World Series per region, you know. Yeah. If there's a tournament out in Katy or Galveston or Tomball or Beaumont, it's called the World Series, and every kid thinks they're playing for the World Series, and every time you win a tournament, you get a ring. And these kids, they take these rings, LeBron-style, Jordan-style, um, Mariano Rivera-style, however you want to you know, build it, and they show off their rings when they go see other kids, and it's the, the select baseball world as the instruction is good and the fundamentals are solid. The competition's getting better taught to kids, but the kids are developing and not for wanting to win more. Yeah. So that little, that little. But I also think that on the other flip of that, and I'll talk more about this after I get your opinion. Yeah. I think the glory of making a diving catch, stretching for a ball at first, and most importantly, hitting dingers to win games, has kind of faded away. They'd rather see their boy out there on the mound 
striking out everybody that goes up there because the kids get the confidence. They're like, well, if we get five hits today and we win three to nothing and our pitcher shuts them down like he always does, we're going to win. You know, that's kind of the mentality the kids have. They know they're going to win walking in because they got the dominant pitcher. They got the kid that works extra hard and actually works on pitching and the mechanics of pitching at a young age and makes it to the big leagues. So I think at that level, I think kids are learning the mechanics of pitching and competition and defense at a higher rate than they are at batting. Physically, I'll talk about something different, but I want to get your comments about what I think about the pitching. Okay, so that that little, uh, the your opinion, that thing you just gave me, we could literally do like three episodes just on that. So I'm going to try not to get into it too much, but I'm going to have to disagree with you. And usually I'm on, I'm on the other side of this argument, uh, you know. You said that kids these days don't want a participation trophy. They want that dub. They're more disciplined than they used to be. And I'm going to say that that is completely bass backwards, I believe. I believe that these kids these days are okay with fourth place as long as they get that trophy. But that's a whole different episode we can do there. So, you know, I don't – I'm going to disagree with you also to the other point that it's because – these kids would rather have the best pitcher on the mound and the mechanics and the AAU. I do agree that with select baseball and AAU basketball and AAU football these days, these kids are specializing only in one sport. When we grew up, you played baseball, you played basketball, you ran track and field during the off season, you played football, you did everything just to stay in shape. And these days, if you play baseball, you play baseball, you play baseball all year round you play for your school, you play select ball, you play pony league. Whenever you can, you're getting it in. And I will give you that. And I do believe that's uh, the reason that the NBA is the way it is these days. Also, these kids are not fundamentally sound. They're all about their highlight tape. And that's because of social media and blah, blah, blah. That's a whole nother different argument. But I will agree with you that these kids are only playing one sport uh, more often these days. If you play baseball, you're a baseball player. If you play football, you're a football player. And you're doing it all year long. So I can kind of agree in that aspect. But I, I don't agree with your first opinion. And that's okay. That's what this show is about. But I just, I don't think that these, the the kids that have started getting hardened to select ball over the last seven, eight, nine years. Because it has blown up a lot bigger than it was. I think that is also due to social media. It's easier to find. It's easier to get into. It's easier to find coaches and trainers and AAU teams and select teams and blah, blah, blah. But you know, I, I just I, I, it's no excuse for why Corey Kluber just threw the six no hitter of the season. I don't think that has anything to do with him. Well, man. no. Okay, so I'm going to build this up. Like we're, we're building the foundation here. Yeah. All right. So you may or may not know this, Joey, but there are. Let's just say there's a team called the the Bombers. Okay. I don't uh, know if there's a team in Houston called the Bombers. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is somewhere. And, there's probably about nine of and, them. And and the Bombers have an 8U, a 9U, a 10U, an 11U, and a 12U team, right? It's yeah. select baseball. It's outside a little league, whatever. It's basically summer travel ball. But at each age level, it used to be, hey, we're going to take the three best kids from the Astros, the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Rangers. And we're going to have 12 kids total. And we're going to become the Bombers 9U team. And then we're going to practice together. And then we'll go back and play in our little league and show sportsmanship and hopefully win the little league championship and compete against each other. But in the summertime, we're going to travel as a select team. But now they take the four, five, and six kids off the teams and 
the seven, eight, nine kids off the teams. And now all of a sudden there's a nine U gold team for the Bombers, a nine U silver team for the Bombers, and a nine U bronze team for the Bombers. The bronze team and the silver team, yeah, they love the participation trophy. They're just trying to get better in the summertime. They're paying the same amount as the gold team and not going to as good of tournaments as the gold team, right? And then there's the gold team that is out there. They want to win every freaking game they play. I've seen the kids. I've gone to the tournaments. They are competitive AF, dude. They want to win. So, like, yeah, so I was, you're still right because two-thirds of those kids, they're, they're taught that they're doing their best and get the participation trophy. But that one-third, that, that lower, that minority percentage, they are out there to win, and they don't like it when they lose. They might forget about it 20 minutes after the game when they're basically on their um, VRs playing video games in the car on their whatever PlayStation remote thing, Mabobber. I don't know what it's called. It was just Game Boy back really when, old, well, dude. <laughs> I know. It was, I mean, it was simple, man. It was Game yeah. Boy back when we were growing up, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But what or Sega Gear, whatever that thing was called, but whatever it's called now, I don't know what is it called. P- PS what, dude? I don't even PSP? know. I, yeah, PSP. That man, shit. That's like ten years old. So you know, I don't even know what it is. Uh, Switch. Exactly. So don't call, don't call me old. <laughs> but that's just my that's 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 where my argument comes from. So now I'm going to bump that into section two. All right, is when you have the dominant pitchers, they're going to be on the gold team. They're not going to be on the silver, the bronze team. And it's good pitching versus good pitching. I saw some good pitching at regular Little League out at Lamar Little League a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. And the game was two to one, and no kids got walked. But there are still games when there's a bad pitcher on the mound where there's 37 walks, and the game score ends up being 14 to 12, right? But, I mean, both of the pitchers, both of the teams had not just one, but two solid pitchers. The kids were making excellent defensive plays, but guess what? They couldn't hit a ball. They were young, but they couldn't hit a ball past the grass into the dirt of the infield. And that reflects over the course of one, two generations. Second argument, here it is. We used to be farmers. We used to be ranchers. We actually do physical work. You and I had to push the mower and mow the lawns and do all the yard work at 10. 10 10-year-olds don't do that in most cases anymore, right? Correct. You and I had it easy compared to even like our parents and then their parents, like over time we have become less and less strong from the legs and up. And those big burly men used to fight off pitches and hit dingers and hit balls really hard and really far from kid all the way through teenage, all the way through college and pro ball. And as the pitchers and the mechanics started catching up to the people that do nothing but, show up to baseball practice for two hours a week and play video games for 10. Now we got people that just aren't as good at hitting. The best hitters are out there. They lead the league and average in the major leagues, but there's not 300 of them anymore. There's only 50. And that's why you're seeing more no hitters because there are now no longer 50 good pitchers. There's 300 good pitchers. Yeah, you know, so I can understand that argument, uh, and that goes back to you were only playing one sport all year round. I was six years, right. I was I was six years old, mowing an acre of grass with a push mower. You know, so I get it. I get what you're saying, but my take on this and the way I feel about it is, you know, it's Corey Kluber. The dude's like forty years old or some something. I feel like he's been around forever. I don't think uh, you know, his no hitter last night has anything to do with AAU ball and. 
Who who are the other no hitters? The only other pitcher I can even think of is Joe Musgrove. I don't even know who the other people are. Never heard of them before until they threw their no hitter. So you know, I I feel like it has a lot to do with you know. We talked about this in one of our earlier episodes. I'm gonna blame the shift a little bit. That's gotta. I'm gonna blame the shift a little bit, and I'm also going to blame the fact that. The MLB, admittedly, before the season started, said, hey, we're deadening these balls to keep the balls in the ballpark. And so, yeah. you know, that that also has a lot to do with it. The dead balls, the exaggerated shift, maybe a little bit of it is these eight-year-olds doing nothing but playing baseball all day and working on mechanics. Yeah, that's probably in there somewhere, but I, I'm going to go ahead and my cut and dry take on it is that the baseballs are dead. And Yeah, but the, but the argument too, Joey, is the fact that it takes it takes a dad and a son in a backyard. It takes maybe a son and his best friend is the catcher. It takes two kids to teach them how to become a dominant pitcher. It takes nine kids to learn how to become a dominant hitting team. And to keep the attention span of the other seven kids, it's impossible. And the parents are stretched, and they're running from ballet class to SAT prep class to karate to taekwondo to music lessons to baseball practice. So those other seven kids, you can't worry about them. So how do you get better? Well, you work with those two kids, and it's easy. Throw the ball, pitching and catching. It's right there. So the other kids are not spending as much time at 8, 9, 10, 11, and especially after Little League's over in the developmental years of 12, 13, and 14 getting into high school. Now, some kids in high school will spend three hours on a Saturday in a batting cage with their friends, and those are the teams that go to state, Right. Yeah, you know, that's that's an interesting point about about the hitting getting worse. Uh, by the way, I, I think high school coaches have to absolutely, like, hate AAU ball because when we're, we're talking in the ranks of what the kids want to do and where they come from these days as far as getting into the minors and the major leagues, most of them spend all year playing AAU ball and they don't, they don't give the effort to their high school teams as much as they used to. Um, but the interesting point about hitting – is that if you talk to any modern day baseball coach, you know, any coach that grew up playing, any traveling team, any high school coach, they are going to tell you everything we were taught about hitting growing up is just completely wrong. Uh from the mechanics to just your approach, your your stance, your load, your swing, everything's completely wrong. I I I know 10 coaches that They'll ask me a question about hitting, and I'll tell them what I was taught growing up, and you know, they'll they'll just go off on me. Man, you got to get off that. That's completely wrong. That's not how you do it. And you know, so it's interesting to me that the hitting's getting worse, but these coaches are telling you everything you were taught growing up is wrong. So I mean, that's another interesting point there. I just I, I don't I don't I don't see this having too much to do with AAU ball. I don't know. It's freaking yeah. No, six. I could never I could never teach baseball, coach baseball. Like, if, you know, if, if I'm blessed with children in my life, Joey, just put me on the first base coach position, right? And it's hard, man, because, you know, I, I do have four kids and something. <clears throat> I took my son out for a couple of weeks trying to get him to hit and he started getting it. He started hitting some bombs, you know, for his age. He was six at the time, but it's just frustrating for me, man. I don't have the the patience like, hey, I'm telling you to do this and you're not doing it, man. So, you know, I, the coaching thing for me would probably be hard, too. I'm going to be the yellow. No, but I guess I, I, I'm not I'm not I don't care about coaching. I'll go coach some football and basketball and go play golf with my kids. But I'm saying I would never want to be a baseball coach because I 
I, I don't I don't know what they're teaching in the instruction, and I will rely on guys who have played in college and that run select baseball programs. You know. Yeah. I would probably if my kid was decent at swinging a bat or throwing a ball, I would probably pay some select coach the money that these kids and these families pay for my kid. If my kid loved it, to go play baseball. But I would damn sure be like, hey, you sure you don't want to play basketball? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. No, I get what you're saying. Right? Or, or, or some other sport that, <laughs> hey, you want to become a junior golfer? Like, <laughs> look, I, I don't know. I just, anyway, I just I just attribute that. I mean, the batting averages, you were telling me, the batting averages are so low, stat boy. Listen to me. Like, we're talking about how the top teams have the lowest batting averages and the teams with the top batting averages. Their pitching's bad, and they're actually the bottom feeders of the league, right? Yeah, you know, so to that point, we were just talking. The league batting average right now through the middle of May is around 238, I believe, which is about 30 points lower than it normally is. The The league batting average typically is somewhere between 255 and 265 uh, as an average hitter. So you're sitting at 20, 30 points below league average this season after the admittedly dead baseballs. And so, you know, we were talking about it. The Oakland Athletics are tied for the second best record in the entire MLB, and their best hitter is hitting 263 right now. And you've got the Angels with four guys hitting over 320, and they're one of the worst teams in the MLB right now. And they just took a huge blow. They lost Mike Trout for about two months. They still have Jared Walsh and Shohei sitting right there, uh, top 10 in league batting averages. Shohei hitting 384 over the last eight games. You know, dude's just a monster. Jared Walsh is one of the best contact hitters in baseball. Uh, so it's just crazy. In Oakland, I just feel they have 12 wins this season by one run. And so they're just sticking around. They will not go away. They are sitting right there at the end of games, down by one run, winning these games in the seventh, eighth, ninth inning by one run. And they don't have great pitching either. <laughs> they have <clears throat> they have a, a, a couple of decent starters over there in Sean Manaya. I like the guy. But it's just crazy. The, the state of baseball right now with the dead baseballs, all the stuff they're toying with in the minors, it's just it's it's wild, man. And so the state of baseball is crazy right now. And I guess – you, you say it's because of AAU. I just, I don't know what it is, you know? Blame the COVID season. Blame the dead baseballs. Blame the lack of practice. Uh, you could also say that a, a lot of these no-hitters are coming from the fact that these pitchers are used to throwing 250 to 350 innings, and they threw 40 innings last season, so they just have really, really fresh arms. I guess you could use that as an argument, too, but I just don't know, man. The state of baseball right now is wild. Yeah, like I say, I, I, I mean, I'm not, maybe I should be, but I'm not putting any COVID factor into the fact there's been six no-hitters through 44 games, right? Uh, well, <laughs> I, mean, I, well I'm not, I mean, I'm not throwing that out there, but I mean, but you are but you are actually right about the pressure arms, so maybe that is slightly no, a COVID factor. You know, but, I mean, you, know, you could have put more time in the batting cage in the offseason, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you could from a hitter standpoint, but from a pitcher standpoint, Hey man, if you if you only throw forty to sixty to eighty innings over the course of a year, you're gonna come out with a fresh arm because a lot of casual baseball fans they sit on their couch and they think baseball's boring and they think, man, I could do that. Why is this guy resting today? He's only played forty games. It's 
you don't understand how taxing baseball is on the body. And it's not just the three hours that we watch on our TV every day. These guys, every day, NBP are taking one to 200 hacks. They are running. They are lifting weights. They are doing yoga. And then we only see the end product for a couple of hours every day. I implore you guys out there. uh, I got in an argument with someone about this the other day. Jordan had a rest day because of his knees. The two knees he had replaced at 25 years old this past season. It's been about exactly a year since he had two freaking knee replacements at 25 years old. We're 40 games into the season, and these guys are saying, he's only 25, he doesn't need to rest. If his knees are sore, blah, 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 it's only baseball. How could his knees be sore? It's just baseball. You go grab a 36-ounce bat, swing it 100 times a day, uh, full stance, full load, full swing, go run half a mile, do that five days in a row, and tell me you're able to get out of bed. Just, it's, people don't understand how taxing baseball can be on the body. So I do believe having that COVID season helped a lot of these pitchers rest. So that's a completely different argument. I hadn't even thought about it. You know, I've heard it, I've heard it mentioned, but I haven't gotten, I haven't got into thinking about it too much. So these pitchers are fresh, man. And it is what it is. Hitters are hitting really freaking bad as a whole right now. So it's just a bass backwards league. And what I can say is if some of these teams don't start hitting, the casual fan makes up probably 70% of viewership every night. Somebody that doesn't understand what goes into baseball. And they, they watch it two to one game. And they're like, man, this is freaking boring. I'm not watching this anymore. If these hitters don't start coming around, you can guarantee uh, Rob Manfred's going to have a binder full of complaints on his desk before the CBA hits this offseason, before the collective bargaining agreement. And you can probably guarantee every little silly thing that they've been toying with in the minors over the last couple of years is going to be implemented into our league. And a lot of people don't like that. Longer mounds. They're talking about moving the mound back six inches. They're talking about moving the bases from 90 feet down to 85 feet. Uh, they're talking about keeping this runner on second and extra innings thing. They're talking about an electronic strike zone. They're talking about banning the shift, meaning the second or the shortstop cannot play on the other side of the bag and infielders have to stay in the dirt. You can't have your second baseman playing 230 feet out into the outfield. There's so much stuff they're messing with in the minor leagues right now that a lot of people don't know about and guarantee if these guys don't start hitting and putting runs on the board, Rob Manfred is going to try and implement as much as possible to make the game exciting for people to watch again. Because right now it's just kind of boring to watch, and I'm not going to lie. And I love baseball. Sounds like to me that there might be some kind of a development that the ABL <laughs> will form out of this. If Major League Baseball is going to turn this into um, – technologically advanced 21st century baseball, major league baseball, then the A B L is going to form the American baseball league to play the game with our stirrups showing pants rolled up. Just like we used to back in the 1920s. (laughs) And look, man, you know, I'm all about, I, I preach this to people often, especially when talking about basketball, people complaining basketball is not like it used to be in 1981. Well, you know what? Times change. People change. Every game will always change with every generation. 
it's a scoring league now. Defense doesn't matter as much, but you could also make the argument that the defense is harder to play these days because these kids are a lot faster and they have better handles. And it's hard to keep your feet planted in front of a, in front of a guy that has the ball. So it's harder to play side-to-side defense than it was back in the 90s when you could just freaking hit somebody and knock them over, you know, just standing there. Yeah. So that's another argument that could be made. Uh, but the umpiring at a collective level, I don't only watch Astros games. In in my free time, I don't care what's on. I'll watch I'll watch the Rockies versus the Twins. I'll watch the Red Sox versus the Rays. If there's a baseball game on, I'm watching it. And the umpiring at a collective level has been absolutely terrible at a rate that I've never seen before as a whole. So one rule that I would be okay with is probably going to piss a lot of old heads off. Bring on that electronic strike zone, baby. Because I have never seen just more horrible calls in my life uh pitches a foot inside the strike zone being called balls pitches a foot and a half outside the strike zone being called strikes and i've just never seen it at such a collective level before so bring on that electronic strike zone bring it on yeah if these umpires can't do their job or get it right and maybe it's because the rules are constantly changing and these guys aren't even having time to catch up with themselves and what they're supposed to be doing so it's hard on them as well i get it you're only human but at a collective level, man, it's terrible. Bring on that electronic strike zone, man. I'm all about it. All right. So I'm making my prediction that Jose Barrios of the Minnesota Twins will throw a no-hitter tonight for three nights in a row. <laughs> or three right. nights this week. That's right. my prediction. I'm, I'm predicting Jose Barrios. So y'all all, if this hits, y'all can all get lottery numbers from me on Sunday. Okay? Yeah, so so what you need to do out there, fans, uh, find – Find all the games happening tonight. Pick the pitcher you have never heard of, and he'll throw a no-hitter. Yeah, I'm going Jose Barrios. It was a toss-up between him and this Steven Metz dude. I think he pitches for Toronto. Yeah, so the Astros Astros just called up a kid named Tyler Ivey. Never played past double-A ball in his life, and he'll be making his first MLB start tomorrow night. So who knows? Maybe it'll be him. I don't know. Maybe it'll be Fordero after Barrios gets this thing done tonight, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm taking – you said Tyler Ivy. Tyler Ivy. I'm taking him to the bank. Let's go. Let's go, baby. <laughs> All right. So, real quick, do some uh, house cleaning here. I uh, want to welcome uh, Murray's Craft Jerky out of Western Lakes. We mentioned them the other day. Uh, we're going to get a nice little reader for them. Let those guys know on Instagram that you heard us on – Heard about them on the Houston Hall of Podcast. Go hit them up. Send them a little message like I did. Get your jerky order in. They got all kinds of crazy, awesome flavors, and they do ship. So Murray's Craft Jerky, now part of the team. As Joey mentioned, Sun Pro Solar. Uh, I'm going to be your main go-to guy, solar energy specialist here in the Houston area. 832-520-1029 is my number. I'm all about getting you into a reallocation of your funds away from your electric bill and becoming more energy independent. I'll explain what all that is to you. You just schedule an appointment with me. It's a free consultation. So give me a call. SunPro, the best solar company in the United States of America. I don't just say that because they write my checks. And last but not least, we want to give a shout out and thank you to Wild Wing Cafe. I mean, we're going to continue to do shows up there. And they've just been such great hosts to us. I know that's Joey's employer as well, but 
telling you, dude, the food is so good. Joey is literally giving me eight different flavors of wings I would never pick off the menu, <laughs> and I've loved all eight. So Wild Wing Cafe, West Green, and I-10 doing their thing every single night of the week. They got specials on Tuesdays and Thursdays, food-wise. We're not going to talk about drinks on this show. And then last but not least, man, we got some killer matchups. It's the basically final four of Region 3 to figure out who's going to go to state in high school softball. And I'm just going to run through that real quick. Got to get some baseball guys in here, but I'm on the softball train. I love softball. Katie Lady Tigers, man. They keep rocking and rolling. And Katie's actually going to play uh, Clear Springs, okay? So Clear Springs, I believe they knocked out Joby in a sweep. So it's Katie and Clear Springs on the other side of the bracket, Ridge Point and Deer Park. So if you're not familiar, back in 2020, of course, the season was canceled. But back in 2019, the regional final was Deer Park versus Katie. And Katie won and then went on to win the state championship in Class 6A. So you know that Deer Park and Katie, Deer Park wants that rematch, man. You know they want it. It's on their face, their mouth, it's on the tip of their tongue. So, of course, Deer Park. Looking to get back in there as well. And then down in 5A, sorry, 4A, I'm not going to get to you today. Lake Creek, we were warned about them. Going to play Crosby after Crosby. Took out Santa Fe with a 2-0 sweep. And also Barber's Hill playing Waller. So we got Lake Creek, Crosby series. Barber's Hill and Waller. Barber's Hill already won game one of that series. So I believe game two is tonight. Best two out of three. So, man, a lot of familiar names already back in the regional final four. That's basically like the state quarterfinal round when it's all said. Well, they're going to play to go to the state quarterfinal. The state tournament, if you don't know how it works, Joey, it's just a four-team tournament winner. Go home. Hell yeah, brother. Win, win or go home. Get it done. Get One it done. game. One game. You got to win or go home. It's a four-team bracket All right, boom and, boom and we'll bring and more to you, go home. we'll bring more to you guys on that to let you know what happened if you don't know if you don't keep up with high school sports that's what we're here for now hopefully we can get like i said hopefully i mean we're gonna have no matter what in 6a and in 5a h town is going to be represented at at state oh which yeah that is all right so our job is going to be to reach out to those coaches and y'all to help us get the information out so, love it. Let's get them on our show. All right, guys. Uh, you can hit us up, as always, on social media. Facebook, Houston Holla. Twitter, at Holla Houston. HoustonHolla.Buzzsprout.com. This is a fun episode, Lance. You be safe out there, brother. Yeah. Yep. Go go count the no-hitters um, from 1982 to 1988. I'm just kidding, because we're going to shatter records. Remember, Jose Barrios, go get your bets in right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hugs and high <laughs> fives. Holla, hey, Houston. Jinx. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Take it easy, Houston.